Uh, it's about almost 20 years ago. I came from Troy Methodist Church. That's right after I graduated my seminary. And I came as a 전도사님. You know what that is? Before ordination. I came as a youth pastor. You know that? <laughs> that was 20 years ago. I'm 20 years older. <laughs> but the, I came before, see, before Sung Il saw. Jason, remember? Where's Jason? Oh, he's gone? <laughs> so actually, I was a youth pastor here 20 years ago. But it's nice to see you back here. When I come in, what a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. This morning when I woke up, that was my praise. <laughs> And I walk in, you know, my car just all of a sudden in 275 South, it's just whole tire blue. I mean, not movable. Move out and come here and call the tow company. I call the pastor here. I'm going to be 20 minutes late. How do I know? <laughs> but I came here at 1120. And then when I walk in, the music was, what it was? What a beautiful name. That was the morning I was preparing my word. Thank God. So God, God works out. Whatever comes through, through my, throughout my life, it God wills. God says I'm going to do it. Nothing will block you. That's the only thing I want to say. Let's pray. I'm going to go. <laughs> Remember, the thing happened today. It doesn't matter what the world is going to try to prohibit or just put you in a corner. If you are in God's will, nothing will break not to my break. Someday, I'm gonna. I'm writing a book. Uh, I don't know. I can translate it in Korean. But someday, I I want to share with you that throughout my life, there are many, many times, many, many times, nothing was able to rescue me. But somehow, God made me to pray. God gave me the faith. And came through it. Right now, I'm okay. I'm pretty much okay. Um, today's passage is, is uh, the first king. is talk about Elijah. I mean, the meaning of Elijah and Judaic tradition is, is very big. If, if you say to the Jewish people, who is the biggest person in Bible? Who do you think they will say? Obviously, obviously, I'm quoting. Yeah, yeah, Moses. How do you know? Okay, the Moses got the word. Very good. When you go to Passover ceremony, you know what they do? They always invoke Moses. And at the end of the uh, ceremony, you know what they do? They open the door a little bit, window, to let who in? Elijah. Elijah to them is a powerful man that who called the fire from the, from the heaven. Then defeated Baal. They defeated, they restored the whole, whole country. So when they pray the Messiah to come, the expectation is Elijah will come back. Elijah, Elijah will come back. So the, the story of this King 17, they always recites. They're so rejuvenated, they're so empowered, we hear the story. 
when nobody else in the whole world was with him because of Elijah's faith. He was able to call the fire. Where they could call, uh, Mike, you say, get all the people, come here, I'm going to show you, I'm going to call fire from the heaven. <laughs> it come down, consumes all the, you know, sacrifice. And everybody, everybody just, just come to, to the Lord. I wish I can be some, sometime like that. But I'd like to share with you today, how did Elijah become Elijah? How in our Christian walk, be powerful and be example to the rest of the world and invoke God's power in our life? What should we do? What should we do? Because these days our Christianity is too much concept. Our Christianity is too much, too much rituals. Our concepts, our, our holidays and Christmases and Easter's, it all just time passes away. We're losing power in our life. Something that proved the rest of the world, I'm child of God. I, I, I hope that you, your desire will be like that. Not just just average Christian, but like Elijah. I can call the fire from heaven. With my prayer, with my kneeling before God, will be able to stir the throne of God that I can invoke the power of God. So let so we can let the rest of the world know God is alive. Who is Elijah? The, the Bible in chapter 17 says, do you know the, the introduction of this chapter? Who is Elijah? The only thing they say, Elijah is a Tishbite. Tishbite. So from town of the region of the Gilead, so Tishabat. So I keep looking at what else credential he has. <laughs> Did he go to Yoban? No, he didn't say that. <laughs> does he have rich parents? No. Does he live in good places? You know, does he have money? No. In our criteria, his CV is only one line. I was born in Korea. <laughs> I was born some. That's all God asked you. God's requirement to be his man, his servant, is not the criteria we have. If you're born, is anybody not born here? <laughs> if you're born, if you're born, if you're able to hear what God says, you're, you're capable, you're qualified. CB, you need the one line. Where are you born? Good thing that Elijah was able to do is God called him. There will be no rain. I want somebody, all the people were bowing to the balls. They're listening to King Ahab. I want somebody can stand for me. That's all one call. That's all you need, folks. If you want to be a man, a woman like Elijah in this crooked world, are you willing to stand up for God? That's all he asks. That's all he asks. Oh, I'm busy, my schools and this and that. God is asking, are you alive? Are you able to listen to me? I told, I, I'm pretty sure he was telling the plan. Elijah, there will be no rain. I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to make you a, a symbol of my man. Through you, I'm going to call the fire. Through you, I'm going to defeat the idol. Through you, I'll show you my power. Through you, I'll end this drought. But what does God do, first thing? He says, God, I'm going to do it. 
Give me the GPS. Where am I going to go to Mount Carmel? <laughs> Ears are going to go. I'm ready. I'm going to go. God sends him to a small creek. Creek called Carib. Very small creek. God, why do I have to go there? Why, God, I have to go to the small creek to the creek called Carib? And he says, go there and wait for me. And I'm going to send raven. I'm going to send the meat and the bread. God, don't you have to go to the Mount Carmel that we're going to call the fire? And God says, no. Before you do it, God says, you have to go to a small place. Nobody knows where you are. And you're not even sure you're going to have a next meal. But God is asking Elijah, go someplace quiet and wait for me. Throughout my life, that's the hardest time, actually. I wish God is, is, is God always hurries. Some, somehow, God has no concept of time. Don't you ever felt that way? Yeah, I want to answer right now, but God says, wait. <laughs> Let's go and just call the fire from the heaven. God says, go to small creek where nobody is there. Whenever I read through this Bible, God wants a man or woman to be prepared. God wants a man or woman who can pray. If you want to be like uh, Elijah, do you have a place called Kirk, a small place where you and God alone are? Where you put everything on God? So a lot of people, young people say, I want to be a man of God. Do you know what my first question is? Where is your praying time? God doesn't look for any able body or big credit or big CV. God is asking at this time right now, a man and woman who are willing to pray. Nobody, not one, in Bible, whole throughout the Bible, nobody in our history of Christianity did any real good work for God without having prayer. So, one thing I want to challenge you. I know when we sing it, I want to be God's children. <laughs> I want to be a man of God. I want to drive the chariot for God. But you know what Spirit is asking you today right now? Are you praying? When is the last time you pray through? It's not like, God, thank you for this meal. You know, this, this. Every Sunday once in a while, I get, oh, I'm so sorry. God is looking for a man or even a child like you. <laughs> He's looking for a person who can pray. If God asks you, what is the time? What is the time you meet with me every day? They were given time. They were fixed time, God. When you wake up, what you do? Rushing it, rushing and go to the, the work or go to school? The one to whom you bow that day, first time, that's your God, I'm telling you. If God is alive, if God is the creator of all this universe, if God controls everything, don't you want to pray early in the morning? Whatever you want to for God, whatever your plan is for God, I challenge you, if you have no time of prayer with God, regularly, regularly, I'm not sure. How do you know God wants you? What kind of work you're going to do? How do you know your God's heart without prayer?
It's hard. It's not that easy. But if you are a real Christian, I want you to see your knee. I want your time that you set apart for God. That's holiness. You're able to set apart a time. How many minutes it may be. I recommend you, early in the morning, when you wake up, please brush your teeth because when you pray, I don't want God smells your breath. <laughs> Just look at around us. If one of you, okay, if one of you, holy, if one of you early in the morning praying before God and kneel, God, here I am. God, I'm, I'm yours. Happy way in my life. I surrender you. God, come into me and teach me, mold me, and make me to be a servant. If any one of you can do that, do you think the God, God's attention will be all over the world? I guarantee you will come to you. You know why? Because not many people, not many people. I said, God says, a lot of people say, I have a faith, you're singing song and going to, going to a missionary. I'm coming to church, it comes to the Christmas day. And you say, I'm going to die for God. You know, God is going to say, listen to me. Show me your faith. Show me your faith. The one who doesn't kneel before God is convinced there's no God. If you really God is alive in your life, if God is really creator, controls everything, he blesses you, how can you dare? Elijah, when God called him to be a powerful man, he taught him. He sent to the creek. Nobody knows. Elijah, you better learn how to pray. <laughs> you better learn how to pray. God took him there. The raven brings the, uh, uh, the meat. But the raven is not smart. The wind blows. There's rains. They, they don't come, right? <laughs> and then probably fasting. Because he didn't, he didn't rush, he didn't go anyplace else. I'm gonna wait for God. My friends, you're my friends, my kids. <laughs> Your faith oozes out. Your faith shows when you pray. I can beg you one thing. If you don't pray, don't, don't say, I'm gonna do God's work. How do you know it's work? It's your work or God's work. Without praying, how do you know? How do you know his heart? How do you know his plan? God doesn't want arrogant, egocentric guy. I'm okay. I'm going to do God's work. God doesn't need that kind of person. God wants somebody who's humble, humble, and pray. If my people humble themselves and pray, I'm going to heal the land. God teaches Elijah to pray. That's the beginning. Don't go beyond that. Don't go beyond that. I want you to learn how to pray every day. Well, I don't want to show off myself, but, you know, I, since 1967, probably you weren't born, <laughs> I had a Holy Spirit experience. When I didn't have anything to eat in Korea, right after the, world, the Korean War, because of the difficulty, because of that trials, Holy Spirit came to me, 1967 on. You know, one thing I can, I can, I can be proud to everybody. 
My Sabbath Kido. You know what Sabbath Kido is? You pray in the morning. I Sabbath Kido never quit. When I go to heaven, only day can show. I didn't do anything, God. I don't know what to share. I can't tell to my God. God, remember, somehow I always wake up 5, 10. <laughs> remember, I kneel before you. I'm so proud of it. It's not because I did it. But that moment is never any precious than anything else. It doesn't matter. The time that God comes with you and just rub your shoulder together. I love you, Lord. When I lift my hand to worship you, oh my soul rejoice. Nobody will take that away. Nobody will take it away. I ask you, ask you, make a time of prayer of life. Start now. Just imagine, God cannot avoid to pay attention to you. <laughs> you know why? At that time in Korea, a lot of people had a sebikido. But you got a better chance because not many people do it here. <laughs> so you can get attention faster. Do it. Do it. Your life will change. Your kingdom will come. The will of God will come to you because there's no other place to go. It doesn't matter. You never know. Who really God cares? But I'm convinced. If you have ability or you have a brave enough to, to wake up in the morning, what time it might be, and before you do anything, before you go to school, before you go to work, if you're able to kneel before God, God, I'm here. I surrender. Have your will within me. Elijah learned that. Elijah learned that. And God always like even Moses, you know how many years Moses to become a man of prayer? He was a very stubborn man. How many years it took Moses to be man of God called back to Egypt? How many years? Forty years. <laughs> Forty years. If the one prays, he can call God's name. He can invoke God's name. Remember Daniel? How often Daniel prayed? Anybody know? You don't know? Daniel prayed three times a day. Daniel become Daniel because his prayer. Paul, when he was called in the way to the Damascus, when he saw Jesus Christ, God sends him to Arabian desert to teach him how to pray. God never pick you up. Somehow God is never hurry. God has no concept of time. <laughs> but God wants somebody to be ready. Somebody able to hear. Daniel prayed three times a week, three times a day. He wasn't really ashamed about praying. So somebody says, King says, if you pray other than me, I'm going to kill you. What did he do? What did he do? You forgot? What did he do? As soon as that creed was is, is, is said, he opened the door to Jerusalem. And he prayed. I just wonder, I just wonder if I were Daniel, would I be able to do it? 
Will I be able to open the door, open the window, and let them know he's going to die? I'm going to put you in a den of the lion? The Bible didn't say, but I hear what he said. You know, when he opened the door and prayed, you know what he said? Anybody can guess? If I die, I die. Can you do that for prayer? For as lousy prayers, they say, if I die by praying, I'm going to pray anyway. Can you imagine what power you have in him? If I die, I die. I'd rather die not having prayer. No wonder, no wonder. Daniel had power. When the king threw him to, to the lion's den, what did he say? Anybody remember? He was having good answer. You're the best. What's your name? What did, he, what did Daniel say? <laughs> he was pushed to the, uh, the, the den of the lion's den. What did he say? <laughs> He's, he was Korean. He speaks Korean well. He says, ha, sa. You know what that is? He wasn't speaking English. <laughs> ha, sa. You know, you cannot start. You're falling from the uh, mouth of the den, and then you're falling. If you say, Oh, the God who created the world, he's dead already, dead already. <laughs> so he said, Hasa. You know what that is? Hananim Saja. <laughs> you cannot say whole earth. He said, Hasa. But you know, God remembered that voice. God remembered that voice. Why did he remember the voice? This guy prayed three times a day. <laughs> when God, you ask God, help me God, does your God remember your voice? Do you think God remember your voice? Daniel doesn't have to say loud, ha-sa, the angel came. Because he knew Daniel's voice. <laughs> I cannot keep saying my friends. You're, you're like my kids. <laughs> Dear kids, <laughs> when you're young, I started, I was 7, 16. That's the only thing I can boast. <laughs> at your age. At your age, remember. When I say, God help me. When I was hungry. When I had no money. When I was, when I was sick. When I was surrounded by Satan. When I say, Hananim towards yourself. You know what that is? Help me. He remembered my voice. You know why? <laughs> because he remembered me praying for him in the morning. Crying for him in the morning. Why don't you lose that privilege? Let God know your voice. So when you're in a difficult time, when you're falling into the lion's den, just say, God, Hananim Dojuseo. Why are you waving that power and privilege? Prayer is the one of the most important privilege we can have. We can have access to God. We can have all the power in heaven right here. We don't have to wait until we die. The throne become ours. God's face become our face. Okay. So when Daniel, you know the Apostles' Creed? Uh, it's it, In Korean it says, 천지를 만드신 하나님 아버지를 믿사하며. Whenever Daniel recited that 전능하사, angel came because 하사 was there. <laughs> I don't know if you get it or not. <laughs> but it is, it, is, it is your privilege to be acquainted with God. 
It is your privilege to walk with God. You know, I can never understand how can God promises come to me? And he promised that he's going to walk with me. I can't understand. I don't know why he gave his life to me. I don't understand. But you don't have to understand. Get it. Grab it. <laughs> it's your privilege. It's your blessing. He was ready to go. He said, go. He was going to Mount Carmel. He's ready because he became a man of God. If I, was, uh, if I were Elijah, I'd be just going and get a fastest car or KTX and go to Mount Carmel. And I'm ready to call the fire. But there was another stop, you know that? There was another stop. He said, he says, go to this widow's house. God, are you kidding? There are thousands and thousands of people waiting for me. There are many people, the king is waiting for me. All those nations around are waiting for me to see the fire. And God says, go to that poor widow. That's my heart is. When you walk there, this, guy, this widow has only one meal left. Small oil and small amount of flour. He says, give it to me. <laughs> give it to me. And once he did that, she did that. That jar of oil and flour never stops. But Daniel took care of somebody's hunger. Daniel took it. That time the widow means there's no, there's no social security, there's no Medicaid. <laughs> she was going to die right after. Before you go and go out there, do God's work. God asks you, what about your neighbor? What about your family? What about your brother? What about your mother? And then God says, God, are you ready? She's going to have a big uh, the jar of the uh, oil and the uh, flour. It's not gonna, never going to stop. So let's go to Carmel. And that night, but today's Bible says, the widow's kid died. <laughs> so he says, hey, he died, so I'm going to go. Just take care of the uh, funeral and go. But God stops him. God stops him. So my doctor's instinct to come, okay? If some, a young boy, probably six, seven, and have a complaint of a headache and all of a sudden high fever and dies, what is the diagnosis? Usually. Is any doctor here? Usually. Oh, it's an infection. Some kind of this fast happen. So infection is a virus or bacteria or strep throat or streptococcal meningitis. <laughs> Bees is dying. So very likely it's contagious. That's why, you know, the, the, the rule says you bury them before sunrise come up because there are so many contagious diseases. Elijah took the death of that boy, the disaster and sorrow of their family, as his is, as his is. And he could have walked away. Can you imagine a boy died for infectious disease, inhaled him, and took it where? His bed, and lay there. I, I, I probably able to do it. 
Do you know what he did? What the Bible said today? He put his body on top of his dead body. Have you seen dead body? They don't look really good. <laughs> it's a lot of times scary and disgusting. The man of God who are called to the miracles, wonders. Somehow God sends Elijah to that body. And I think Elijah was hoping, I'm going to pronounce that the boy to wake up again. But God says, touch it. God says, put your warmth on that dead body and give him life. He says, blow, blow your life to him. I don't know. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. So when there's a CPR in the hospital, and we have to put all kind of barriers to, won't get anything there. But God says, give your life. Give your warmth to this boy. Give a breath of you, the CPR, but your breath to him. Before we are called to the big things, God asks us, look around you. A person might be dying away from loneliness. A person might be just just starving away. Look at the rest of the world. God says, before you do mighty things, good things, I want you to touch that person next to you. That's God's compassion. Don't you ever forget. God's compassion is bigger than moving the whole universe. The, the controlling, the running, sustaining the universe. On God's side, compassion overrides everything. In today's word, it says, he gave this boy to the mother. And the mother says, you are a man of God. You are a man of God. Because what you say in your word, it's happening. It's real. What you say is you're so truthful what you say. Today's main point is this. In your ordinary life, at your home, at your work, at the church, at the place that we are our ordinary life goes on. It's your mother is your wife, is your children say, you are men of God. Is your mom will be able to say, my daughter is one of God. What he say, what he confesses is truthful. I may not live that long from now on. I'm 68. <laughs> Sometimes I remember uh, what would be, what would like be, my funeral. I don't want anybody to say he made a lot of money, he drove a certain car, he had a good house. I don't care. God laughs at it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. What kind of job he had, what kind of school I went, it doesn't matter. I don't want to pressure my son. He's not here. <laughs> but if my son sent before, Many people came. I hope many people come. <laughs> My son says, 
I don't care what you guys say. My dad was a man of God. And I won. I won this world. I conquered this world. We don't have to look for big things. God is concerned about you, whether the word of God is lived through you. Whether your neighbor, your parents, and your family look at you, this man, this woman, this man of God, I don't care. Hardest thing to do is at home. You know why? You cannot hide at home. 20 minutes preaching here, I can act like I'm holy. <laughs> I can do that, right? I go revival meeting in Korea for three days. No problem. I can, I can act like I can walk slow and just put a Bible and walk slow. When I come home, <laughs> I put my socks around. <laughs> I say whatever I want. I'm going to go to heaven and say, God, I did this. I went to Bangladesh, I went to Peru, I went to Amazon Zongo for mission, I went to Thailand, I went to uh, Nepal. But I'm afraid. God is going to ask me, what about your wife? What about your children? What about your friend? Did any one of them saw the goodness of me through you? That's more urgent calling for us. Unless you hear from your neighbor, from your family, from your friends. Like this widow told Elijah, you are a man of God. Because what you say in the mouth is truthful. What you say your faith is lived through. Therefore, you are a man of God. If you don't hear that, don't expect the fire will come out. You'll be embarrassed. I guarantee you. Did, you, did Elijah... Did not call the fire from heaven. And he was called man of God. Because he was man of God, he was able to call fire. You know what that means? In ordinary life, everyday life, you become a man of God. When time comes, you'll be able to call fire when time comes. You don't have to ask for the time. Our urgent task is we call incarnation. What is incarnation? Incarnation is Jesus Christ died for us at the cross. The word become a man. The word of God become in your life. That's the incarnation. That's what God is asking us to do. Not just celebrate God. Jesus did it. Jesus says, do likewise in your life. He said, Jesus loved me. God says, don't, you don't have to call to tell me back. He love you. He says, love your name. If you're blessed, God says, you go out there, be the source of blessing to the rest of the world. If you want to be filled full, let the people around you be filled. That's the calling. That's the calling. When I look at the book of Elijah, I mean, book of the uh, kings and story of Elijah, I'm always reminded <laughs> That, you know, I want to do something big out there. I want to go Korea and preach in front of 70,000 people. I did once in a while. It's no longer. God doesn't care. God cares. What about the one next to you? What about the one I sent to be served by you? What about the ones asking help right now, here and now? That's our calling. 
my kids, my friends. <laughs> Let us be challenged by God. Ask God, give me eye to see the one next to me, my family, my friends, my coworkers. Am I be a, am I a living examples of the Word of God? Am I the living sacrifice of Jesus Christ who did at the cross? He's asking a man and woman who will be called by your, your peers, you're a man of God. And then you don't have to worry. You'll be able to call the fire when time comes. And I think God is asking these days, this like just, just vociferous word. Everybody wants to show up. Everybody wants to just, just, just expose themselves how good they are. Somehow God is asking, a small place, small place. The one who is kneeling, who is praying. I'll finish after one word. Our idol that Elijah fought was not the things we made a statue and bow. Our idol is us. It's us. We look for power. We look for domination. When Elijah was calling the people, come, everybody. Let's make a decision. Are you going to follow God or are you going to follow the ball? You know what the Bible says? The people are quiet. People are quiet. Why are they quiet? They want to see who gives them more bread, who gives them more power. Amazing. Every people of God was quiet. And us, hopefully, I'm going to follow God. This Bible at the time of kings, this book, they were quiet. We are like that. We are like that. If God's going to give me more, I'll follow. If Trump gives me more, I'm going to follow Trump. <laughs> Politics will never get to you. Your degrees, your job will never give you things you want. And that's all serving me. And God is asking, can you serve me? So our idol is us. Um, somehow it's become so our culture make us so big. You know, do whatever you want, and you're going to be good, great, and you just gather more and more, be powerful, get more money, go to Wall Street, and all those. God is asking us, let it go and follow me. Who are we? Who are we? Who am I, you think? What is I... What is I? What is I composed of? Anybody can tell? Who am I? I mean, anybody the biology? Who am I? No, no, that's just my body. Huh? Cells? What, what cells made of? Atoms? Yeah, yeah, atoms. But, you know, before go to atoms, what is me made of? 65% is what? Cells. They were cells. 65%. Water. I'm standing here, you act like I'm, I know everything. I'm 65% water. <laughs> I'm water. <laughs> so it, I can just, if I don't drink three or four days, I just drink. <laughs> Who am I? Are you going to follow you, that water? <laughs> I'd better follow God. So rest of it, probably like molecules and molecules are made of atoms and atoms are made of what? Electrons and 
nucleus at the protons and neutrons. Protons and neutrons are made of quarks in all those. So do you know the space between electron outside and nucleus inside? There's a big space, right? I mean, electron doesn't orbit. They usually thought that it's like a probability of quantum <laughs> waves out there. So there's a space, big space from electron and nucleus, right? And in between is if you, if the whole um, Michigan Stadium is a, is a, is a atom, and nucleus is, is, is a electrons out there, our nucleus is like, like a golf ball and the whole thing. In between, it's all, all zero. So if all the space is shrunk, what will happen to me? Anybody can guess? Why? You don't see me. So I'm less than smaller than the dot. That's us. That's us. So whatever you, you are, you know, I'm great. First of all, you're 65% water. There's a your big empty space. Your value comes only from the breath of God. Remember. Your value, your life is in God. Without that, doesn't mean anything. You just around here, a water, water bottle goes around and then you're done. It's a privilege. God says, I'm going to be with you. Eternally. So cherish the time. Cherish the time. I want you to pray. Okay? I want you to show the goodness of God in your life today, here, and now. I want you to choose God. Because it's only, only smart things to do. Don't follow water. Don't follow the things that is going to go away. During that decision, God will work through you, through this LGM ministry, through our Korean community, through the Christians that confess God as their God, and then willing to bravely choose God out of all other, uh, other idols. And God's kingdom will come through us. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, humble us today. Give me the spiritual eye for who we are, who we are, and what our calling is. Give us a braveness and courage that we kneel before you every morning, Lord, and raise our holy hands as, God, I'm here, I surrender. That you will go to you, that you will be done in my life. God help us. Holy Spirit help us to see the things that you have planned in us. Bless this LGM ministry so that your glory, your blessing will come through this church to the rest of the world. So that your name, so that your wonderful name, name of Jesus. We be glorified here and now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.